Vivek Arya comes out today and he say, he say, NVIDIA, 220. I like it very much. AI, they control AI, going to be amazing company. What accent is that? It's India. purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Hi everybody and welcome to Cash Daddies, we're banking fatties. I hope you made tons of moolah on the, on the uh, making bets making uh investing everything so i hope you had a great 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 um uh super bowl weekend join me as always jay nice johnny woodard obviously at the the uh hermosa comedy comedy and magic club this is johnny dude. carson's curtain dude you should have said and here's then, johnny i was setting you up for here's johnny and you didn't do it here's johnny there you go nice and then uh just doing a victory lap Making people money. Uh, one of the idiot savants, heavy on the idiot, my good friend, how we doing? Yeah, what's going on? 30, 38, 35 Kansas City Chiefs. I put the fucking score out in the morning. If I had just put $10 on it, I would have made about two grand. And you didn't. Why didn't you do it, buddy? You didn't. You, I, you told people not even to bet it. You told people to do the opposite. Yeah, yeah. because... If you know my NFL history, I'm not good, man. Usually the opposite happens. Usually when I bet a guy to get over 50 yards, he breaks his ankle getting off the bus. Yeah. I mean, I'm serious. I've I've ended careers betting on certain players. So, you know, I went, had a bagel, walked back to the apartment, typed it up. I said, you know what? I've been bad with this for years, but, you know, I think the Chiefs win 38-35. All of a sudden, I start getting texts and DMs like with two minutes to go. And everyone's like, dude, I think you're going to nail the final score. And I had like 10 people that that actually actually bet it. And they what do you think they made? Uh, I think it was like 3,500 to one. So I, it was ridiculous. The, the odds of picking this actual score is one of the highest. I know the the girl, the bartender. I know she put twenty five dollars. Uh, woman, please. Yeah. Thank you, woman. She did. What did I call her? A lady. You called her a a girl. A girl bartender. Well, she's a girl bartender. She's she's a she's a lady. Um, yeah, she, yeah. she made a few G on it. Put it that way. Wow. She put it. She made a few G on it. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't make a penny. Yeah, man. Well, you know what, dude? If you would have probably bet, they all would have lost. So you sacrificed for the whole. I got freaked out about the whole game, man. It's just right from the get-go. And then the, you know, I was pumped up because that head coach is from Jamestown, New York. You know, that's like our neck of the woods. And it, it, literally before the game started, during the uh, national anthem, I couldn't tell if he was crying or like Rihanna already like he was crying. Looked like Rihanna just squirted on him, man. He was drenched. Yeah, I mean that. Don't even give me started on a halftime show. It just women ruin everything. Just ruin. You were you were you were like you were really into it when it was going on, and now now your tune has changed. It's interesting. Uh well, it's because I found out she's pregnant, and I'm like, why are you there? Why are you there ruining our fun? <laughs> I, I was just hoping she wasn't gonna fall off that whatever the hell she was on. I know it's just gross though, dude. I'm just sorry. I'm just sorry. I just this thought it was game, it, it was, was a, a good, good game. game. Johnny and I disagree. I don't think he had a chance to get that catch. It doesn't matter though. That it's, it's defensive it holding, matter, Sam. Johnny. It doesn't matter if the ball's uncatchable with holding. Holding is you're on Sam's right. The Sam's right. I do think that was a Pussy call that should not have been called in Thank the NFL. You. Even James Bradbury said after the game that it was the right call. The guy who did I, it. Well, we disagree. Yeah, he was being a good sport, Johnny. Johnny, that's called being yeah, a good he just, sport. He's just being a good sport. That's yeah. it. 
That was a bad call. You call that Trump every other game of the year. You got to call it in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it is the Super Bowl, and it's the and it's a tie game, and it's like a minute left. They were gonna win. They were gonna win anyway. That's that's the other point. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good game. Chiefs deserve to win, man. I mean, I don't know what they shot uh, uh, Patty Mahomes up at halftime, but that dude came out looking like a spry chicken. Well, my favorite thing is like, like what was what was um, Philadelphia's halftime speech like? Yeah. What, who did they bring in? Marv Levy, who just always shit to bed in halftime. The Bills would always don't hate on Marv Levy. I love Marv Levy. I love Marv Levy, but they, coach, they would they would go, dude. He was a great coach, but He's every great. every Super Bowl they would come in and he would be winning at the halftime. Not every time, but a couple times. And more than a couple. Yeah, get house in the second half every time. You know, well, he's the he's the originator of your favorite quote. He's the guy who said what it takes to win is simple, but it's not easy. I know you really like that quote. That's uh that's Marv I Levy. Like, I even though I never heard of that, I did like I do like it. I what do, do you like think, keep keeping it finance related. What do you think about the halftime commercials that spent 30, 40 million dollars for a minute? Which companies are gonna do well and which are going bankrupt? I, I know who's gotta be ran by the dumbs the motion sickness one that decided to use like Atari graphics. I missed that one. I didn't see that. that one. Was it was so, dude. See if you can look it up, Johnny. It was bizarre. It was so bad. Motion sickness. Motion sickness. I thought that. I thought overall, compared to the last thirty years, these commercials sucked. Well, yeah, because they were all shoehorning in fucking Serena Williams. That one was weird too, man. That was just a really weird. Why is Serena Williams coaching a football team, giving Newt Rockney speeches? Uh, or, or like no, kicking ass at golf. She gave the she gave the speech from Al Pacino in any given Sunday. Yeah, and it's just so bad with her fucking. Her, I mean, dude, she like if you don't think that girl did roids, you're crazy. Oh, she's. You can't blame her. You got to blame the director. They did a shitty. It was just a bad commercial. Well, it's like, I'm, dude, I'm have you been? I I know nobody watches the WNBA. But occasionally, someone will do a story about how hot they are now, and some of them are smoke shows. Okay, there are legit smoke shows in the WNBA. Really? Is this this one, listen, listen, what is this? You spent six, seven million dollars. Vanda Pharmaceuticals. That's what it says. This is the commercial they ran during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. It was bizarre. I don't even think it's out yet. I think they're advertising for a study. Like, you, do you want to join this study in progress? That's how it much was, money these pharmaceutical companies make. That's insane. That's insane. Trillions, baby. Trillions. Wow. Like, buy Pfizer, man. Make money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't bought it yet, but I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm getting close. I'm getting yeah. close. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting close to putting out the call of the year. Uh-oh. Oh, the call of the year. Call of the year. Right now, five is at forty-three seventy-four. If it goes down another point, you better jump in with both hands, baby. Jump in, sell your kids. Buy sell it. your kids. Buy buy fives under forty-three. You'll be a happy man. I'm telling <laughs> you, they're gonna come out with a drug, Sam, in like three years, where you take five or six pills, and let's say you only have one arm, that thing's gonna grow back in like thirty days. I'm telling you. Pfizer's so it doesn't matter what evil things they've done to humanity, you don't care. No, hey, it's it's all about the future and living in a better place. That's what it's all about. Respect. I'm telling you. No, you gotta, I will not vote for them in any way, shape, or form. Or or invest in them. I'm thinking about going down to Chase, see if I can get them out of BlackRock. I know that's not gonna happen. Because I'll they're like what why BlackRock anything that you are invested in right now is is related to BlackRock or any other major including company. the uh train that went off the tracks in Ohio. That's BlackRock. Hmm. Hey, I don't think they own the chemicals. That's the chemical that's probably Dow Chemical. <laughs> they say they say it's good though, man. Like they say the foxes that used to be too fast to catch, they say that those chemicals that hit the young foxes and it slowed them down a lot. You are just one of the most retarded people I, I've ever met in my life. You I read that, I read that today, man. 
chemical companies, Monsanto, Dow Chemical. You can't go wrong with chemicals. I mean, yeah, a lot of babies are going to be grown with an extra head. But, you know, that's the price that we got to pay to have a better world. Respect. Yeah, and then Pfizer comes out with a pill that gets rid of the head. So it's a, it's a perfect circle of uh, yes. Pfizer yes. and Dow. and yeah. you, got the, you got the chemical companies on one side. You got the pharmaceuticals on the other. And then they're just creating trillion-dollar market caps. Yeah. Like, you think Synergy. Us, you think this new chemical you have now, how, how bad will the cancer be? Listen, <laughs> it used to take 30, 40 years to get rid of people. Now, these people are going to get stage four, stage five in about five to seven years. So you guys <laughs> got to develop something. Oh, but, no. Oh, no. I'm telling you, it's a game they play. It's a game they play, man. And you know what? If you want to bank fatties, you just got to get on the right side of it. Make sure I respect you, that. You got to roll the loaded dice, Sam. It's about rolling the loaded dice. That's what it's all about. Yeah, this this dice is loaded with chemicals and full-blown AIDS. But besides that, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you guys what saw, else are you liking, Maui? What else are you liking? Tell you what I'm loving right now. I'm loving an, the oil company I've been looking at in a long time, for a long time. Warren Buffett's favorite, Oxy. Oxy just jumped from 62 to like 66. Goldman Sachs jumped on it. I'm liking Oxy. I think that thing's going to pump. Uh, Howie's energy plays from 16 months ago. Uh, OIH, XLE, they're breaking out all-time all highs. And we're all, we're all holding them. Stop losses, and we didn't sell them. We're just gonna, we're going to ride it. We're going to ride it as long as we can. And then we're going to lock in the gangs and it's over with. But those things are cranking oil and energy around fire. Fire right now. Um, What was the other one? Oh, the one that's absolutely crushing me is the first time, you know, I think we were about five for five on calls in 2023. I put a hook call out on NVIDIA and it's gone straight up. Um, But I am, I do have the asshole of the year analyst. And he works at Bank of Asshole America. of the year. And his name is Vivek Aria. I'm calling you out. Vivek Aria. Uh, Vivek Aria. Vivek Aria comes out today and he say, he say, NVIDIA, 220. I like it very much. AI, they control AI. Going to be amazing company. What accent is that? It's Indian. Oh, uh, so have you ever heard an Indian talk before? Huh? Uh, yeah, but well, pal, Pakistani, you're yeah, right. it's not the same. Stop being it's, racist against yeah. your girlfriend. That's not racist. That's racist. Sammy's racist. That's you're not so racist. racist. I'm just trying to talk like a person from another country. That's all. You sound like the worst improver ever. I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk like Vivek did today. Okay. Vivek said. Vivek said Artificial intelligence. Oh, God. <laughs> NVIDIA will be the leader of artificial intelligence. I like it, 220. Stock will go to 250. And my whole thing is, Vivek, you fucking pussy. Why didn't you come out and upgrade NVIDIA when it was at 130, 140, 150, 180, 200? Why do you come out when it's at 220 and 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 make the most cowardly call that you possibly could? Shots fired. And, and you put a, a, a price target of 260 on it? If I had my account in Bank of America after what this fucking dickhead did, I'd move it today. I'd move it today. And I would tell him. I'd say, you know what? Why didn't your analyst tell me to buy this when it was in the shitter? But now he waits till it doubles in value. And is now telling me to invest in it. Get the fuck out of here. That's why that's why people have a bad taste in their mouth for Wall Street. Um, and I will say 95% of these analysts, they look like me. Uh, they they're they're mostly middle-aged white guys who will probably put an upgrade on a stock and then run to another firm and have somebody uh buy some puts on it. Because you watch NVIDIA now. He just upgraded it. It went up today. Watch it over the next week. It's probably going to drop 10, 
It's gonna be interesting, dude. I'm going. I'm gonna be buying some more gold coming up here. Very <laughs> excited. Go deep in on some more gold. I'm very excited. That's my big thing. I'm getting Where's more gold. gold. Where's gold trading, Sam? What price is gold trading? You no, know what's priced that around yeah. what it was? You know. How do you know if you're getting a good price then? I'm getting a good price because I only do. I only talk to the the best Jews. <laughs> Oh, gold God. was at 183 uh what last week two weeks it's down to 172 i don't know it looks like it's headed back to 170 go a little lower bro i get more of that good stuff Woo! Hey, man, that's his play sam's a gold guy Fairly i'm a gold straight. guy i'm a silver guy too yeah silver that's a different ball game silver's I'm i don't silver know back. silver's taking a beating just a beating Silver, we had silver nicely up around twenty-two. It's back down to twenty. Just took it, took a, took a beat down. Trading it a uh, uh, almost a year and a half low. I don't know. I would love some lovely silver. Let's buy some silver then, Howie. Huh? Let's buy some silver. Is it going lower? Is it, you think it's yeah, keep I going think lower? It I think it could go lower. Silver mm. does look like it's headed back to probably eighteen, nineteen. You know, here's the problem with with metals. I don't like to own, I don't like to own too many metals or commodities because you got silver, and let's say it's trading the spots. Let's say it's at around twenty, it pays no dividend. It doesn't go up a lot. Doesn't go down a lot, but it pays no dividend. I mean, why wouldn't this is what Sammy's got to do, man? Like, why wouldn't you own a good solid cigarette company, Sam? Instead of buying gold. Why don't you buy Philip Morris? <laughs> Philip Morris, Philip Morris or Altria Group? Okay, Sammy, that's that's a good. Hey, what is the Legion of Doom trading at today? Is it, can, I get, <laughs> can I get? Can I find out what they're trading at? I know Zod is back. Can we find out what Zod is working on? Does he have any new projects coming <laughs> yes. out? Lex Luthor Industries. Let's do that. How about that? Yeah. That'd be a why good wouldn't one. You buy, why wouldn't you buy Mo? M O. The last, you know, the first two letters are H O. The last two M O. Why wouldn't you buy M O? It's got an eight percent yield. Sam, it doesn't have to go anywhere. Kids are gonna smoke anyways. I always you prefer know? curly. You get a you get a seven, eight, nine year old kid Marlboros. <laughs> You got a client for life. No, no, no. You, you got a bad. client until he comes down with a big C in his forties. This is not right, Howie. This is wrong. Sam, what do you think this? What do you think this circle goes? You think it goes okay? Philip Morris. Philip Morris gets the eighth grade kids, the middle school kids hooked on cigarettes. That's a good thing. So now they got a client. <laughs> They're consistently going to make huge cash flow off of that kid and all his friends and family. So. When that kid comes down with the big C in the 40s, and who makes money? The pharmaceuticals, baby, because they got to treat that lung cancer. I mean, that's a win-win. You are rude and disgusting. Hey, facts. You know Philip Morris. Phil, I've said this before on the show. Philip Morris, back in the 60s and 70s, they used to hire child psychologists, pay them, pay them millions of dollars to find out the best and quickest way to get junior hooked on fucking nicotine you know like should we start giving them to kindergartners or should we wait till third grade i mean <laughs> that's what they used to do that's what they did they did get sued <sighs> over it. probably had to dish out a few bill but hey yeah yeah it was bills wasn't it it was billions of dollars they had to dish out yeah, billions. did you guys but speaking of billions did you guys see this pissed me off so much showtime you know they're hard up for creative apparently because nobody can come up with new ideas so they had this show, popular show called Billions. And they're like, you know what? Instead of coming out with a new idea that people will like, we're just going to come out with two more shows. One of them called Millions and one of them called Trillions. So those are the two new shows coming to prime time on Showtime. Millions and Trillions. It's creative. <laughs> like, what? what is that? One of the Millions one is about people, you know, like just starting out, I guess, you know, just making their first million. And then the Trillions one, I don't know, is about like, Rupert Murdoch or something, uh, but like, what isn't that just? That's just so indicative of how millions, millions is going to be millions is going to be a, a family in West Virginia 
in Appalachia uh, with a with a meth farm. It's oh, gonna be millions. It's gonna be like fucking Jimmy Bob and his like his wife, who's also his sister, just making meth in a barn in West Virginia, and they're gonna make millions. Trillions. What's, what's trillions? Yeah, let's hear about that. That would be like you know vampire kings over in like uh, in castles in Europe. You know Sam's oh. Sam's cousins, the Rothschilds or the Rothburgers or that candy maker firm. That's fucking made trillions off of people. Bob Rothschild. But I, I will not make money off of pain and suffering. I will so, not. Oh, so you're buying oh, it you all. think I should still be looking for a house or should I hold off? I'll tell you what. If you look at all the news over the past two weeks, man, demand's coming back. Fucking prices are start on houses are starting to go back up. The problem is there's no supply. There's no supply. There's not many houses out there. They say it could open up uh, in a month or two. I hope so. Same thing. I mean, you know, there, there's just not a lot of supply out there. Real Realtors will tell you. It's killing them, too, because they don't have houses to sell. It's got people that want to buy. What happens when you have more demand than supply, Sam? Uh, prices go up. Fucking A. Look at that kid paying attention. Yeah, Look I am, barely. Paying attention. <laughs> I saw David yeah, Solomon. David Solomon said that he sees now a greater chance for a softer landing. That's his quote for the U.S. economy. Uh, what, what do you think about that? How is he, he from Goldman Sachs? Yeah, Goldman Sachs CEO. Yeah. You know, it's like when I, it's it's really the, one of the most bizarre times in the market I can ever remember. Just for one little reason, you got the head dude at Morgan Stanley, Wilson. Who's a smart guy? He says we're going to go back and retest lows. He says we're going to have a the recession could be worse. Then you got the guy over at Goldman Sachs that says you know what soft landing. But then you got CPI numbers that came out this morning. They weren't good. Inflation is up. Uh, it was up for the month. Uh, I don't know. It was up zero point five percent, half a percent. It was up in January. It's up 6.4% from a year ago, inflation. I mean, you know, eggs, eggs, year over year, are up 70%. 70%. Crazy. 70%. Do you know why? Uh, because why? Because the, the because the, your fuck-face friends over at BlackRock have been messing with the feed that these chickens are eating, and they're not producing eggs, you scumbag. That's the dumbest thing I've ever... I, I, I can't... The feed? The, the feed. feed? The feed. Dude, you can... What do, you, what do chickens eat? They eat fucking they water feed, and corn. Dumbass. Water and dumbass. corn. Dumbass! Johnny, you lived on a farm. You've played with chickens. Dumbass! Well, they, what, what do chickens eat? They eat grain. It's this crushed up kind of grain. Yeah, I mean, it's bought in bulk, for sure. And from... You know, it's delivered. It depends on how you, I mean, what your operations like. If you have like a large scale industrial operation, you get it from your uh, provide. You know, the company that you contract with, uh, they provide the feed. But everything if, I've read on egg, and you tell me if I'm wrong, Johnny, but everything I've read on the reason that these eggs are so high is because they're saying that a, a few of these scumbag companies that are selling this stuff basically just. Uh, raise the shit out of the prices quickly kind of like the oil companies did i mean basically they say it's greed i mean tell me if i'm wrong not greed dude shut up oh it's not greed well i know they were blaming it on the bird flu for a while uh, that Maybe was the story that's another one yeah yeah uh so i i don't know uh it's what the fuck would blackrock have to do with bird feed Okay, you don't want, I don't want to get into it, bro, because it's too deep and you don't get it. Yeah, you won't understand, Howie. It's a little too complex for you. understand, Howie, that the egg yolk is, uh, stops the the COVID, the effects of the COVID vaccine. But we'll move on from that. Don't worry about that. All right. All right. I, thought, I thought vaccines were like made. Oh, do we got to beep this? Is this going on YouTube? Do we got to beep this? <laughs> nah, they don't, why, they don't, why they don't bother so, that channel. Here's a question. <laughs> here's, here's a question that. A couple economists asked on TV today. It's a good question. You know, we got vaccines for everything. The avian bird flu is one of the worst flus in the world for supply chains because when it hits these fucking chickens, it disrupts everything. Chicken, the eggs, all. Why don't they have a vax for the avian bird flu? 
Howie, I am. How old are you, Howie? Thirty-eight. You're thirty-eight years old, so you're really fifty-eight years old. Yeah, no. I feel like it. <laughs> so, so you you believe everything you read in 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 the newspapers? Oh, I believe nothing. I believe nothing that I read in the newspaper. Nothing. The news. You believe everything. I don't believe anything. No, I don't know why we don't have a vax for the avian bird flu because to me that's that would save us a lot of money. You'd have no more avian fucking bird flu, then we wouldn't have to pay nine billion dollars for an egg. I don't know. The thing I don't understand is that eggs are really expensive, but chicken they're still giving that shit away. You can go buy a, a ten pound bag of chicken wing for four bucks at the uh, why? Why is that? Why are the chicken eggs wings expensive? Are, but chicken wings are great cheaper. question. Great chicken, question. That is a great question. Great question. Cheap as shit right now. I know. They're, I mean, Great they give them away. You get the. You can get a whole bag of like a huge ass bag of chicken wings, a couple bucks. Yeah, for but nothing. the eggs are expensive. I'm telling you. If it's, it's the bird flu, why is that? Well, that doesn't make sense. No, it's the companies. It's a few of these big egg companies, man. I'm telling you, it's the guys that fucking have the egg uh, monopoly. It's big egg. Money. It's big what? egg. It's big egg. It's a big couple egg. parts. It's a couple farms. I, you know, my whole. I want to. I would love to get a couple chickens. That's know? what the. That's what the BlackRock guy said. To just buy chickens is what he said. I'll buy some to... chickens. Buy some chickens. All Can right, I should have... we bring in the guests? Let's bring the guest in. Well, well, I don't. We don't have a guest here. There's nobody okay, here. So I, I sent it like you know twenty minutes ago. I told him to join us at one thirty. All right. That's what I think we're, we're looking at. We're going to get a little house outside of the city. Oh, is that what a, you're doing? Get about a half acre, uh, you know, grow some tomatoes, uh, grow a little weed, grow some corn, maybe some opium, some poppies. Nice. Uh, and uh, run a couple chickens. Run some chickens. Have a separate barn. Um, may go into a little part-time dogfighting business. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know... I don't know, Sam, but you know, you know, they all right, the guy, the guys here in Cortland, about three miles outside of Cortland, they used to have dog fights. Oh my God, really? Driving right between Cortland, you know, remember Elm Tree, the golf course? About really? Did you ever go to them? About a mile from there. Yeah, right by Elm Tree, towards Dryden. You used to go to those fights? Uh, I didn't know what it was. I was a 21-year-old kid working. I'd been to a cockfight near there. They had cockfights in Cortland. And the guy that I worked with, he brought me to one one night. And it was, till this day, it was probably one of the only things traumatizing. I just couldn't believe it. It was so traumatizing. I went back to the house and like I'm like I just saw the worst thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. The guy goes that we went we went to work and he said, "Do you want to go? Uh, it's in a, we got one next month." And I was like, "Don't don't stay away from me." Speaking <laughs> of fighting upstate, our guest is here. All right, guys, I want to tell you about our friends over there at Copy My Crypto and our good friend. James McMahon, everybody. That's right. Guys, we've seen so many people make ridiculous money from crypto. But did you know it's easy for you to do the same? The Copy My Crypto membership site shows you the coins that YouTuber James McMahon personally holds and allows you to copy them. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest as you simply do as he does. So let me tell you more about James. He runs Crypto with James YouTube channel, which despite heavy censorship, has over 26,000 subscribers. Since March 2020, he's told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins. Had you put $100 into each, it went on to be worth $123,000. Of the 26 coins, his top pick of the year, called Phantom, went up 692 times from what when he said. That's one call. That one call alone has retired a number of people, including guys in their twenties and thirties. Remember, this is public knowledge. You you can go to YouTube 
and verify this yourself. If you'd like to join the 2,800 members who copied James, then stop what you're doing and head over to copymycrypto.com slash Sam. That's copymycrypto forward slash Sam. That's S-A-M. You'll find the proof of everything we've said, but my listeners get full access for just $1. Once again, that's copymycrypto.com slash Sam. The recession is here, guys. You can suffer like everyone else or choose to thrive. James is the real deal. Go visit the site now. Very excited to have him on. I have been friends with this guy since we were teenagers. He was 15. I think I was like 17. Uh, We went to the same dojo. We learned JKD. He got a black belt. I should have gotten a brown belt. But I went to the prom because I thought this chick was going to lay it down and let me drop the hammer to God's honor. And she left me for a 10th grader. But that's a different show. Very excited to talk. Just bought a bunch of businesses. I'm very excited to have my friend, Eric Charles. How are you, Eric? Awesome, man. You know what's funny, too? This is how far back we go. Matter of fact, dude, you want to get blown away? I know we're on a podcast. No one can see this. Yeah, we it's called I've got something. I know you're upstairs. Your, your dad was my first entrepreneur teacher. We actually had a class in the high school for entrepreneurship. Your dad taught it. Yo, yeah. check it out. Yep. How he knows what was it? How to charge how to charge college kids three times as much to live in a shack on uh Oh <laughs> my god, you still had that. This is from your dad, bro. I still that got dude. it, so I'm holding I'm this up buy to the that camera. Off you at some point. I'm going to buy that off you at some point. My dad Isn't would that love insane, to dude? that, dude. Take a picture of that and send it to me so I can show my dad. Dude, it's all tattered <laughs> up and jacked up. So, so yeah. Eric, you know, uh, you went on to get a black belt. Uh, I saw you, uh, you, you auditioned to get on Ultimate Fighter. It was so cool to see you doing that. And then I started seeing you do this thing where you were trying to help uh, gyms up their memberships and make their businesses thrive. And then we recently talked uh, about you and you just bought a bunch of businesses. So I thought it'd be very cool. If Oh, by the way, Howie, I told you earlier, he is from the 607. Uh, Howie went to college at Cortland State. Um, Johnny up top with the glasses. He's from some redneck part of North Carolina. Not very important. But the rest of us, upstate New York, very important people. Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself, Eric, and where our listeners can find you. All right. Um, Yeah, I started out fighting and then realized, okay, I'm now in my mid-30s and I'm a white belt in jiu-jitsu, which is what everybody was doing, right? And, um, yeah, I got that long ass neck and I'm like, okay, I got one of two choices here. Either I keep doing this into my fifties and, you know, I was at a point where I was literally like stopping people's careers. Cause I'm mid thirties, I'm fighting these younger dudes coming up and I'm beating them. So that, you know, I, I was feeling bad about this. If you can believe that or not. Yeah. I can. So, yeah. Then I started going focusing on business and really just. That's it. That's all I was doing was just focused on a business. So I, I ended up opening up um, three gyms on my own. And then I had uh, two that I licensed out. And people were like, what the heck are you doing, man? How are you doing this? And I started showing people. I started hiring my friends, which is a very... Uh, everybody tells you not to do that. And um, that's the best advice you could ever follow because it was a terrible decision. <laughs> I figured, you know what? If I can do it, anyone can do it. So I hired friends. Boom. They were able to do it, um, rocked and rolled. And then I said, you know what? I should write a book about this. But I failed English twice in high school, as a matter of fact, and was like self-conscious about writing the freaking book. I finally decided, you know what? I'm just going to put it out there. I put the freaking thing out there. I check it. The next day on Amazon that it was out, it was number one in like all these different categories, sales and selling, entrepreneurship. It was insane i was like freaking out what the heck's going on so it's still a bestseller right now it's been out for eight years what's it's the name still of the selling book? called the artist selling memberships oh all right and this wasn't no 99 cent like brochure come get my services it was everything i had in my brain at that time 
you know, I finally, I, I, I stopped drugs and everything. So I still forgot some things that put in there, but you know, I got as much in there as I could. And then, um, people would email me being like, Hey man, we want to hire you. I'm like, well, for what? You just spent 20 bucks and got everything I got. What, what do I, what am I doing? <laughs> I didn't even know where to go with them, you know? And so I started just charging for monthly, like consulting with it. And one thing led to another boom, bam, bing. Um, I've been hired pretty much every major guru in this space has hired me to come do sales training for them or has been a customer of mine. And then I flipped that into other businesses. And now that's what I do. Like I've really gotten into investing in businesses and, and going that route. So I have um, ownership in 11 different companies. Um, most recent one actually just opened on Monday in Clearwater, Florida. So um, it's, it's both internet businesses, software, brick and mortar stuff and everything in between. So Dude, that's, that's amazing. The, and the fact there's Portland, man, some of the toughest people I ever met in my life came from Cortland. They used to have these, they used to have these two ladies that used to walk around Cortland. It we used to it was Flipper and her sister. Flipper had two arms, like they were maybe eight to twelve inches. You remember Flipper? Flipper and Cortland would come, she'd walk around like this, and I'm telling no, you. Right now, I don't remember them. I only remember the uh lesbian uh librarians at the co at the high school that everyone was convinced had wooden tits that's the only thing i remember dude i got tits. crazy memories from freaking carlin all kinds of crazy stuff what about this guys you remember this imagine a teacher in your school is my last name's russell imagine a teacher in your school has your last name and she's like got a beard a mustache the whole deal you got to grow up with, you know, go through high school with that. That was like half the women in Cortland. I mean, no, she was next level. Two of the best looking dudes in Cortland were, were the Lumpy brothers, Lumpy and his brother. They had literally it was real. You thought it was Halloween year round. They had fucking lumps just all over. Dude, my neighborhood in Cortland, I've never seen more just. Lumpy brothers. <laughs> they were mutants. It was like a Star Wars bar. Well, Cortland's known for uh, incest and welfare. Literally, we have the high levels. We're proud of it. We're proud. I lived on Owego, man. I lived on Owego in Owego Street around eight, nine in the morning on a Sunday. You saw some shit. You were you yeah. just saw some shit, dude. Check this out. So I had businesses lost everything. I'm not kidding around. I lost my house, my car, my oh, business. Really? I was doing shows with Breaking Benjamin, Rough Riders. I had a magazine out. I lost it all. Okay. I moved back to Cortland. I first of all, when I moved, when I lived with my parents to begin with, I didn't do get along very well. Now imagine moving back when you're like in your late twenties. You really ain't going well. I moved back in, and I was playing poker. I was hustling poker games and I was fighting. That's how I was making money. One of the poker games, the guy who owns a cab company in court and said, Hey man, come work for me. You could drive cab. I'm like the F out of here. I ain't driving no cab, man. And then I'm like, man, I'm broke as hell. Maybe I should drive cab. Dude. That's how I met my wife. Matter of fact, can you guys see it? No, I got the top of my cab back there on my shelf. Cause <laughs> I drove a cab in court. You want to talk about meeting some wild people? Oh, all you need nuts. is one chick to say I need to I need to go to the Preble Hotel tonight. Uh, can you get Dude, me let there? me tell you. Let me tell you what I I'll tell you a deal I ran with these college guys. This is what happened. So to get a ride with me, it cost three dollars and seventy five cents. It was twenty five cents to add an additional person, or sixty cents, or something like that. Some stupid amount. And what happened in Cortland? It was always cold. And what do these chicks do? They never wear warm clothes ever yeah. when they go out. So imagine you pick up a couple dudes, you go, listen, guys, you guys want to be heroes? You guys want to look like big shots? I'm going to stop and grab these chicks. You pay for the ride. You're, you're in, guys. I would do this over and over and over again. The owner of the business had me working like weekdays when I started. I would hustle so much. He's like, dude, what's going on on a Tuesday? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, you did weekend numbers on a Tuesday. I'm like, what? I don't know any different man i'm picking people up trying to make money i got 50 percent of the revenue 
I'm grabbing everybody, you know. And, and those taxis in Cortland, because in my life, I was there, I don't know, four or five years. I took a taxi once, and some dude showed up. He was smoking a cigar. The taxi was like a oh. station wagon. It was like from fucking American Vacation. It was one of those. <laughs> and dude. the only time I ever took a taxi, there were four different groups of people in the taxi going to four different places. He would just pick people up and say, all right, I'm going to drop you off here, you here. So I'm on the right side in the back. There's a girl in the middle with some drunk guy on the other side of her. Me and the other guy with the girl in between us, we get in an all-out fist fight in the station wagon. We're, we're sitting there just pounding each other. She's in the middle. I know I hit her six, seven times. I mean, there's no doubt I fucking caught her in the jaw, probably maybe that broke her nose. But we're sitting there, and the guy is like, guys, could you stop? Ah, oh, man, hey, listen, could you? <laughs> the, car the station wagon pulls over. We're still pounding each other, and you hear this kid scream. This guy in the front just opened the door, hit him in the ribs with a baseball bat that he carried in the front seat with him. And I was laughing. Yep. I was like, man, he just fucked you up. The guy's holding his ribs. I got out, didn't say a word. It was uh, trying to think of the corner, man. It was it was coming into town where Ivan's, the bar used to be, right before you hit King Subs. And he the, he pulled the station wagon over, and I just got out and bolted, man, bolted. I was like, shit, I'm not getting arrested. I'm not going in that down down the cellar of that Cortland jail tonight, which used to be a nightmare. Yeah. Portland's a freaking it's the best. Man. It's American the best taxi, the that guy. The he probably still it's... works there. Yeah, Got it the is. Cigarette hanging American... out his mouth. American you taxi. Know... It's American taxi. He doesn't yeah. say American though. You know why he can't say American? People think he can't talk right. He can't Dude, say American because he always has a cigarette in his mouth. So that's when he guy. answers American taxi, <laughs> that's how he answers. <laughs> he opened up the back of the door to stop us from fighting. And I just heard it sounded like a girl screaming. It was like, eh! and the dude in the other, in the back, cause it had three, three things, three things. And the guy in the back goes, yo man, I think he just hit him with a baseball bat. And that's where I was like, I'm not getting hit with a bat. I just got out and bolted, man. Bolted. Never I saw know. those guys again. I'll tell you what, but that I... girl in the middle, she was getting tattooed. She was Listen, just, we should just start a podcast. Called Cortland, and we just talk about we all should. the town. Okay, Cow so town. so you you've had a bunch of businesses do well, some of them not do well. What what are the lessons you've learned about running businesses that maybe some mistakes you made that you look back on? Okay, I'll never make that again. Nah, I wouldn't say that. I'll make them all over again. I mean, you got to learn from something. You know what I mean? Learning's hard. Yeah. Take your lumps and and learn it. The biggest advice I'd give anybody who's who's interested in in investing in business and is is put one step in front of the other one every time. It doesn't. You're gonna get knocked down. You're gonna do things wrong. Things are gonna go perfect, and then things aren't gonna go. You know, like I bought a software company. It came with five different so about five software companies. Essentially, what I did and tried to put them all together. In two since two thousand and in 21, I've bought uh, into and, and become owner in 10 different businesses. Okay. That's a lot in a short period of time. I don't put that on anyone because you think you can handle more than you can, than you can. And they all kind of closed at the same time. I would dude, it was insane. I would look in the mirror and say, what are you doing? Like, what is wrong with you, dude? You hate yourself for something. You risk all your money. You got money. Now you've risked it all again. It's it's a sickness. But here's the bottom line. One foot in front of the other, no matter what. You can't stop. You got to make adjustments. You know? You got to just do it. You got to just, you can't give in. You can't take days off. You have to do it. There, There is beauty in being your own boss. And there's also some negatives. And one of the negatives is like, you don't have the traditional nine to five. You have right. 24, seven, three, six, five. That's how it goes. Right. And you get to do what you want to do when you want to do it. But you also have to, you're the, so when I started doing open mics, I, I started doing comedy. I, I said, I'm going to run my own open mic and I'm going to run it my way because if it does really well, 
everyone else will take credit for it. If it bombs, I'm going to get blamed for it. So I'm going to do as much time as I want in between the comics. And they would all yell at me. You're doing too much time. I'm like, fuck you. Start your own Start your own open mic if you want to run it your way. And that's how you learn. You got to follow your instincts. And you got, it's all the time. It's all the time. It's yep. the best to be a business owner. But it's also an all the time job. There's no days off. Sometimes you might have to work on Christmas. Sometimes you have to work on the kids' birthdays. Whatever it is, you got to do what you got to do to survive because so many of these businesses go under because people don't understand how important it is to work. And it's it's work, man. It is, an eth- it is uh, a work ethic that everyone doesn't have. But those who do have it, it, it pays off in the long run. And sometimes yeah, I mean, we're you working like nuts off, like like you just said, and you're going to do everything correct. You're going to work harder than everyone else, and you're still going to fail. You're going to have yep. those days where you're just like, "What the fuck, man? What what am I doing?" And and like Eric said, no matter what, as long as you just keep your head up and keep walking, and just just breathe, walk, and just don't give up. Just keep going. It'll eventually work out. Yep. I think it I mean, will. And I've been in this spot many times where yeah. you face like, holy cow, this is a major deal. I had a manager at one of my locations say they we moved and he went and opened a competitive business. And I what? thought I was done. Yo, dude, I've had it all happen. Dude, I, I went on a drug binge for two years where I didn't hey, work. I basically didn't I didn't basically move off my couch. Okay. I'm surprised anybody was still around me at that time. Dude, I was a, I was nuts. So anyway, I got a knock on the door. I'm upside down 358,000 to the IRS. I got a personal visit from these guys. That doesn't happen very often. You get, you get up into those numbers and they make calls and visits to you. I had a, I, I could call, dude, I probably got his card somewhere still. I should, so I could burn it now. But anyway, they just showed up in suits going. Oh yeah, hey, dude! I, I'm style. like, yo, men in black. I'm tell, I did some of the. I I knew those aliens and the coming out the wall. I thought I was seeing stuff. Now the men in black are showing up, dude. I was tripping out. I'm telling you. So yeah, been, and you think you know what? How am I going to overcome that? I literally went to my bank account was like negative nine hundred and something bucks. How are you going to overcome that, man? It, that's you one foot in front of the next. You know so. You gotta, so you you have ten businesses. It sounds like they're over many different genres of businesses, yeah. m- many different categories. What 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 are the things you look for in a business you want to buy? Do I like it? That's it. That's it. I'm not the dude who goes, oh, look at this market. What's that? Because you always hear, you know, get into a business in something that you know about, which I understand. Like you know, it's like. I, I talk to my brother all the time about opening up a comedy club and he, he knows how to run restaurants. He's been doing it forever. And I understand the business of stand up comedy. So that would be a really good thing to get in uh, because yeah. we know both sides of the equation. But, you know, I mean, like, I think there's some danger in going, oh, I like, let's say, sun tanning beds, but I don't know anything about sun tanning beds to get into the sun tanning bed business. Do you think there's some little bit of danger of that? No, I think, listen, no matter what you do, there's danger. Do what you want to do. You want to get into tanning beds, rock it out. You don't know anything about it. Listen, I bought a software company. I didn't know anything about it. Mobile wallets. You think I know anything about mobile wallets? I do now. Don't get me fired up on mobile wallets. I can go nuts on it now, but at the time. Are we talking crypto? Dude, no, we're not into crypto yet, but I'm going there with it. This is mobile What's a mobile wallet? I'm talking like regular, you know, your mobile wallet on your phone. Okay. I can all deliver right. pa- my company can deliver passes, coupons, discount, all ca- right into that wallet. That's one of the companies that I bought. Why did I get it? Why uh, you got me fired up on mobile wallet? See, and I went off and I forgot. Oh, I hear about mobile wallets. I think it's important. Dude, it's, it's so, oh, so I didn't know anything about that business. Nothing. And you know what? Let me tell you something about the comedy club restaurant deal with you and your brother. Don't start your own. This is one thing. If if anybody takes any advice, listen to right now. If you're planning on starting a business, don't do it. Unless you've got some great 
new rocket that you're sending to Mars in, in, in a billion dollars, there's already a business that you could actually go in and buy right now that isn't either doing that great or isn't in your area, their area, your area expertise. I got, let me tell you about the software. So you guys are going to flip out when I tell you how I got this deal. This dude came to me and said, Hey, I want X, Y, Z millions of dollars for this. I said, okay, cool. I want 50% down. Told me the whole deal. We start talking, negotiating, get all the way through it. Right. I'm buying hundred percent of the company. I asked for uh, a favor in a, in a particular financing, financing piece that I was trying to get on this down payment. And he says, all right, before I agree to that, tell me what you plan on doing with the company. So I start telling him, here's what my plan is. He goes, okay, I'll, I'll do that deferral that you're asking for. The next day I meet with him. He goes, listen, I got a question for you. And by the way, the down payment was 20% of the purchase. He goes, um, would it, I want to, I want to come back. I want to stay on. Are you open to that? And this, first of all, he's the tech guy. I had to hire somebody to get this dude to replace him. So hell yeah, I'm into this. I didn't act too excited, but I'm like, I'll consider it. What, what do you mean? He's like, well, I'd like to come in. I don't know well, if you're open to it. What, what are your thoughts? So I said, all right, let me think about it. I'll come back to you. So I went back to him. I said, here's what I want to do. I'm going to give you 20% of this new company in exchange for the down payment. And he agreed to it. So I literally bought this. Now, listen, I literally bought this company. Right. I didn't come out of pocket one penny. Oh, my God. Even, yo, even the financing for it. Okay. I financed about 500 grand for this deal. The 10 G's a month that that costs is paid for out of the net proceeds of the five companies. I don't even come out of pocket for the payment. Net profits. Oh my God, dude. That's amazing. He gets 20% of the, uh, of the net. He gets 20% of the yearly net. No, he's just the 20% owner of the business. Okay. Period. All right. Does he have a salary or anything or? No, I, he's on a, he's on a consultant type basis. So I only bring him in when I need him, when something's broke. Or so something, when you, you know. make money, he makes money. Yeah. Well, he'll, here's he'll the make thing. 20% if you sell it, if you sell the company. Well, no, I got profit sharing. He, he's a full-on deal partner, at all right. the whole deal. This is so, the yeah, greatest deal of all time. He gets all that stuff. But here's the thing. He owned 100% before he met me. His biggest weakness, sales. And he heard what I'm doing with this company. He goes, whoa, maybe I want to hang out and, and help this dude out with the tech side of things. Maybe he's open to it. So he didn't yeah, leave with a it. dollar? What's that? He didn't really leave with a dollar. No. That's Yeah, but Sam, if, Sam if the, yeah, but if, if Eric increases sales three, four, five, six hundred percent, it would be a good deal for him. The first day, well, not the first day, but yeah. let me put it to this way. Texting alone, they do 500,000 texts a month, okay? They were so below market, I raised it two cents, didn't even affect it at all, and we're still under market. It added 10 Gs a month to the bottom line just on that deal. I added location fees. I increased customer support. Here's another thing that happened. I, I went to PayPal because this company's been in business for 10 years. They got a history. I went to PayPal. I said, Hey, PayPal, what's up, bros? They said, here's 30 grand. I said, thank you. And guess what? That payment from PayPal is paid out of the revenue from the company, still paid for out of the company, no money out of my pocket. And now I got 30 grand to play with. Now I go hire support people because you know what? Support sucks in software. And it wasn't that great with ours either. So we added support. As soon as I added support in a massive way, you can go to our website and get support. You can go to Discord. You can go to Facebook. You can call What's us. What's the name of your email us. wallet? What's your no name of your messing company? around. Yurka Tech. It, Yurka the, 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 Tech? the name is irrelevant. You'll never see the name. It's all behind the scenes stuff. It's like uh, doing some uh, some other. I'll talk to you about that on another podcast where <laughs> I'm like behind this curtains. But here's the thing. 
Um, well, dang it, what's the last part about the 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 freaking deal? I was I was wrapping up. I started thinking about the other podcast you do. Dang it, <laughs> can't think of where I what the ending of. Well, the ending is. What was that, I saying, Sam? That you uh, got the thirty grand from PayPal. Use it oh, for tech support. That's the key. So we went up in support in a massive way for the company, which everybody appreciates. Now, when you up the price a little bit, it's not as big of a deal because right out of the gates, you came through and you did something major that they've been asking for. And I did all this without any money out of my pocket. And on top of that, I've been doing this over and over with multiple businesses. I own three hitting facilities, one in Deerfield Beach. Hitting facilities where you learn hitting instruction. Baseball? Yes. Listen, Deerfield Beach, Cypress, Texas, which is near Houston. And we just um, closed on one and opened it Monday in Clearwater, Florida. Okay? Same deal. Same thing. Went in. the, The business, we bought the existing business, said, look, this is where you guys suck. This is where we're strong. You want to do a deal or not? And we put a deal together. Same thing with your club. I guarantee you, I could buy a comedy club and have you and Jason handling that thing in two seconds. It's easy. And there's a hundred. You know how many bars want to sell right now, dude? Do you know how many want to sell right now that are just hanging by the freaking one bad month it's over for them? Tons of them. Not only that, but there's people that want to get out of the business. It's a tough business. There's tons of businesses for sale. The bar business is tough. What's that? The bar business is damn tough. It's it's brutal. I mean, with the but with insurance, you can be proud. That's all that matters. I wonder yeah. if weed has anything to do with that. Insurance. You go. You buy a bar. The insurance. New York State. The insurance that you're going to pay on a bar is just. It's insane. I've looked at numbers before, and it just. You got your your margins, and then you get the insurance that you have to pay, like in New York City, and, and holy shit, the margins just drop. They yeah. go from twenty two percent to seven or eight percent right after those bills, man. It, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, I have a friend that works for a, I forget what it's called maybe a, a restaurant that has about 10 locations I'm like yo open one in New York man he's like hell no you can't make any money in a restaurant up there we're not opening up in New York I'm like no. what and I know some dudes are making money in restaurants but you gotta do, it's like anything man when I was doing concerts and I was promoting concerts everybody told me local music is dead you gotta have cover bands I hate cover bands I think they suck. First of all, you, 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 I half the time don't like the music that they're playing on the radio. Now I got to listen to somebody do it a lot shittier than how they're doing it. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm not into that. I'm trying to have a good time. So my whole thing was like original music. And everyone's like, it ain't, no one's going to come. Dude, we crushed it. I, get, I, had, I had Saturn giving me cars to give away because it was insane how packed it was at this thing called touch of texas and doing a rock show with hay bales on the side they couldn't get anybody in there i'm like i'll get people in there watch this boom places a mob scene the lady that owns it's getting in there there's no you guys cannot be crowd surfing it's like listen lady go count your money all right let these guys do what they want <laughs> you just I gotta give it, it to you. You got to give Bobcat from Cortland a guitar and just let him go to town, baby. Dude, I've done deals with Bobcat. Oh, I got some Bobcat. I can't tell him on this, though. Bobcat Dude, Bobcat, Bobcat and his buddy, man. What was his buddy's name that fucking How about Pascucci? What's his name? Pat. Pat, Pat Pascucci? Yeah, he, Dude, he's, he's crushing in the band. Oh, yeah. Those Milk Toast. Great. Milk Toast, yeah, that- Creeper. Those are all bands that came from Cortland. Ronnie James Dio, all that yeah. stuff. Ronnie James, James Dio, Johnny James Dio, Jimmy. Dude, yeah. this right here, this was invented by him. Yeah, this is this is Cortland shit right here, boys. 
This is the Eric devil horns. His mother. Yeah. There you go, Sam. Mother, Let it be known where the devil horns came from. Cortland, New York, baby. His mom, his mom took care of me. She worked in the registrar's office up at C State. And when I transferred, man, that lady was the best. She was the best. The best. The best. Dude, let's hey, buy a comedy club. Let's go. On, dude. We, we gotta get you back on here to talk some more. I could do a final question, dude. Yeah. Final Hold on. Hold on. This is what we'll do. Let's buy a club for the show. We'll even call the club Cash Daddies. I'll prove this is th that we can do this. You think I'm dicking around? I ain't fucking around, bro. I want you to meet with my Yo. buddy that I run a club with in uh New Jersey. See we can start getting dojos of comedy all over the place. Wherever planet. you want, man. And pick it anywhere you want. We just gotta figure it out. Listen, I've never even been the three facilities that I bought for baseball. I've never been to any of them inside at all. You could do this anywhere. Let's get it. Come on, pick a club out. Let's go. There's What's your website, Eric? We'll get the deal done. What's your There's website? Down New York City. What's your website? Eric C. Russell. That's it. Everything's Eric, Eric C. Russell. Russell. Eric com. with a K. Or is it .net? .com, Twitter, Insta, everything. I even have a TikTok. I my my daughter runs everything. I, no, I used to be a your tech kids? guy. What's that? How old's your kids? I got a 22 year old, a 21 year old. Bro, listen. We're I got so a five year old. Bro, we're so old. I got we're a five so year old. You understand? Yeah. Now I'm trying yeah, to tell 21 year old and, and a just, five year old. You well, listen. I had him yeah. out the house. And I started over. It's not. It's not hard to you know, convince me to 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 get started over again. But if I was using my freaking brains, I had the house to myself, and now I started over with a hellion who's like you know wild. I have two three year olds. Yeah, I have two girls. Yeah, dude, you're about to get into it. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're they're about climbing right now. They're they're yeah. about climbing stuff. Are you still in Cortland, Eric? No, I'm in uh, northern New York now, Watertown area, like 30 minutes oh. from Canada. Yeah. And you Played, think, uh, you know what? Not that far, but it's a whole other planet. It's negative 30 here all the time. I'm I'm over it. I'm ready to get the I heck did a show out. There. In New York is so weird, bro. It's so weird. It's just a weird area. I've been all over the country, and it's, it's definitely one of the weirdest areas in the country it's a weird combo of yep. old school thousand it's crazy the talent that has come from Cortland. though when you look at talented individuals whether it's sports arts like brian bancroft the art that guy does is ridiculous they all ridiculous. Come from they, they come from effie smith elementary baby Yep, Smith School. <laughs> uh, also, the great tattooist, uh, tattoo artist, um, Barber. Tattoo Tony. Barber is like one of the best. John Barber, yeah. The best. He's a, dude, he's a next level artist, too. He's from Cortland. All those guys, man. I've, I've had some crazy stuff with Brian, too. Dude, I got some crazy stories. John Jones stories. Dude, he's, that's where he trained with that whole group. LJ Sterling. LJ Sterling. Went to Cortland. Yeah. He's a punk too. I got a whole story about him too. I love to tell. He went to Cortland he's State. Total. What? Aljamain Sterling graduated from Cortland State. And and I'll tell you another yeah. one. I lived in a fraternity with a bunch of guys. And like if you were feeling real lonely on a Saturday morning, you could go downtown and there was this dude named Basil you could get a hand job from. Oh, totally. He ran yeah. that little yeah, he used to cash my checks when I was a kid. That was the shadiest store that I've ever walked into in my entire life. I know. You walked in, the first had... thing you would see was get Basil's gangrene foot, like, sticking up in the air, and then he had a curtain, and behind that curtain, there was no... I had no idea what was back there, but it was scary. You so know, he never even... He didn't even own that place. <laughs> he didn't? He didn't... No, he didn't own it. Tony, next door, who owned Community Restaurant, owned it. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he just. If you if you wanted a loan, if you were a student and you wanted a loan, or you wanted to bet the Jets, or if you wanted to bet on anything, you went and saw Basil. Basil would say, "Here's hey buddy, hey buddy, 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 hey buddy, 
here's here's mm-hmm. a, here's a hundred dollars. Uh, next Thursday, next Thursday, you'd be here, and like you you had to go, man. You didn't dick around with those guys. No, no. Yep. <laughs> No, it's man. wild, man. It's wild what it came from that little town. It is it really wild. is. Yeah. And then you got Sam right, over here. Dude's telling jokes in martial arts class. I, I knew I, the day I this the day I knew Sam was going to be a comedian. And it's probably not even funny. I am not going to be funny when I say it, but I'm going to give you the gist of it. Basically, we were sitting there stretching for class, and he's like, listen, thanks to Bruce Lee, everybody's afraid of Asian people. And at that time, <laughs> there was some truth to that. And he went on this whole thing about how, like, you don't mess with them because you never know. They might, like, know some karate or some shit, thanks to Bruce Lee, because he was the guy in TV. Maybe it's even racist. I don't know. Maybe that is at this point. But it was funnier than hell. And I'm like, dude, this guy's going to be a comedian. And then, you know, next thing I know, he's doing kung fu comedy in Vegas, talking about Britney Spears. And uh, what's her sister's name? They're your favorite singers or something because they like the raw dog was was like the best freaking oh quality comedy of Sam because they were having kids all the time oh yeah oh yeah dude bang bang like they're my favorite I don't even remember my old jokes I don't even remember that one that's a how do you that's a great one though the raw dog that was on like a special man come on I know I don't even remember half my old jokes I don't either Eric I love you bro you crush this. You crushed Yo, let's it. Buy a, let's do this deal. What's your last question? Uh, I'm going to have you talk to my, my partner in Jersey, see if we can make happen. Let's go. All right, dude. Let's let's go. Here. One more time. Eric, what's your website last time? Eric, E-R-I-K-C, Russell. Just Eric, E-R-I-K-C, Russell.com. Thanks for coming on, buddy. It's always a pleasure talking to you. man. Yeah, man. Thanks Good for having stuff. me. Appreciate it. Guys, great interview, 607 for life. I'm a great booker. I'm grading, I'm booking great guests here on the show. <laughs> so let, so uh let's get into it. Uh what do you guys pick for the week? My pick the week, um, no fans are butts. Oxy O X Y oil company. Warren Buffett owns a shitload. Buy it now because it's headed north. All right, Johnny. Do you, you guys, guys see it? Was we don't we don't do that anymore? Uh, did you guys see that? Uh, it's snowing in Vegas right now. Damn, really? Yeah, it's snowing in Vegas. Yeah, everybody's tweeting about it. like or like an hour ago it was. Yeah, the world is a vampire. That's so strange. Like all, everybody in Vegas is going outside with a camera on Twitter, like, "Hey, it's snowing! I can't believe it, bro! I can't believe it, bro!" That's wild. Did you there. do you ever remember it snowing in Vegas while you were there, Sam? No. Nope. I don't at all. Crazy. It was snowing every day in Sam's apartment in Vegas. Hey, I see nice what you one. did there. Nice one. Nice one. All right. Uh, let's take it over to Patreon. All right. See you guys in a very exclusive club called Cash Days Patreon. Come get weird. See you over there. Let's go. Right.